up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. It was announced yesterday, Rod Babers, that uh, that gentleman right there playing that uh, guitar will be the uh, entertainment at Longhorn City Limits the next time the Longhorns play a home game. Gary Clark Jr. Oh, nice. Okay, big yeah. time. Yeah, big time. Our man Gary Clark. Yeah, it's legit right there. Will be the uh, gracing the Longhorn City Limits stage on uh, one week from Saturday. I like that. That's pretty good. Pretty good, Gary Thank Clark you. Jr. Legit right there, man. Okay, so I said that too, man. Longhorn City Limits. And then nothing, I mean, I know they try to get a lot of the up-and-coming bands, too, but every now and then they got to make splashes, man. That's, That's a splash. Big. That's Gary, big. Clark Jr. is a splash. That's a big now, one. I like, I like the up-and-coming thing, too, though. Trust me. I want to get the, the the next big thing. That's, I think, what Longhorn City Limits tries to do, too, which is good. But every now and then, just go ahead and break out the big dogs. Yeah. Jerry Clark will be the yeah. uh, the performer. Anybody get out to that killer show last night at uh, Emo's? Mm, Got to call Nick. Going to uh, going to Black Pumas right? on Saturday. You want to Black Pumas? Oh, you are going to that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, yeah, man. I, I would if you're going out this weekend, and I'm going out of town this weekend, so I won't be in town. Uh, going down to Galveston, Rod. Hey, and Galveston. My, my younger sister, my only sister, turns forty uh, coming up next week, so we're gonna have a nice. little big fortieth birthday party for her. Um, That's cool. Uh, but so I won't, but boy, this weekend it's going to be, it's, it's going to be either mayhem for people or it's going to be unbelievable because with, with, uh, the U S Grand Prix and Coda cranking up, you know what happens, Rod, you've got, you had two weekends of Austin City Limits Festival with great music and, but man, this weekend, it's amazing. We had Nick Shuley in with the set list yesterday. They're, they're, I mean, Chris Stapleton's playing two shows at the Moody Center Friday and Saturday. That's wild. That's going to be packed. But then they're. You know, there's so much money coming to Austin. Billionaires from all over the world that do that follow the the, the Formula One. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are huge shows, and you're going to a what, the Black Puma show is like an industry show. It's like That's a legit private party. Or- private party deal. Ooh, gotta know somebody. Yeah, they got a new that new album. Black Puma is just coming out next uh, the 27th. 27th. So maybe you'll hear a couple of those tracks there, Ty. I was listening to him on the way this morning. How'd you get in? How'd you get a ticket to that industry hey, party? You know, people? know people. Nick Shuley. But this guy's broke, Rod. But he's got a ticket to the if game six happens down in Houston. Going to that, he's got a ticket. Mm-hmm. He went to ACL last weekend without yeah. a ticket. Now you're mm. going to the Black Pumas industry show put on by uh, Universal or something. I'm going to try to get to F1 too on Sunday. <laughs> hey man, it's 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 not what you know, it's who you know. Ty knows the right people. Got gotcha. to know the right people. And if you pregame adequately, you don't have to spend that much money when you're there. Damn. Boom. There you go. It's true. Gotta you got to ball out. on the budget. You got to learn how to ball yeah. on the budget. You were talking about like going out with twenty bucks yesterday. Oh man, I remember... I'm the king of that. I, w- I once went to New Orleans with literally twenty dollars for a whole weekend, <laughs> and I had a tremendous time. Exactly. I don't know how, but it worked out. There you go. You don't know how. It's like you know what? No, it works out because you have to use your wits. You have to put your you mind know what I mean? over mind over matter. Yeah, and use your street sense. Your, you know what I mean? Use your street smarts to go out there. Like, how am I going to eat today? Mm, Let's just be honest, really Rod. Pay for it. Okay, you literally kind of have to be a schmoozer and a scammer. That's how no. you do it. Let's be fair about that. Come That's on, come on. That's true. To go to, to go to Vegas with twenty, or to go to New Orleans with twenty bucks and pull it off. It's got to have good friends. Yeah, or good meet friends. people. I mean, yeah. it's not that hard. Like, I, I'm, I can, I can, I can be like a girl and get free drinks. It, it can Scam, happen. Scammer again. Come on, <laughs> now, also, let's not beat around the it's called, it's called charisma. Like I said last hour, I when I do have money, I'm balling out for everybody. 
I'm the guy that comes to the table with 10 shots. He's one of no those reason. dudes. Yeah. I agree. Well, let's see, yeah, that's where we're opposite again. I don't take shots. What comes around goes. <laughs> not anymore, but You've in your 20s, sh- you, take, you were taking shots. No. When you were at Ty's age, you weren't taking shots? I've never been a shot taker. I hate taking you, shots at bars, but I do it. Really? I, I hate it, and I don't do it. <laughs> no, I don't, really? No, I've never You've been a never shot taker. never done it. You know, I don't, no, I'm not saying I've never done it, okay. but, I, but, but I, it's a very infrequent in the history of my life. Oh, wow. You don't have to like it to do it a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I prefer like if you party. I, I disagree with you on that. Over a mixed drink, I prefer just taking a handle of Tito's with a chaser and just drinking it that way. That's kind of how That's I'd it. rather sometimes instead of drinking like a cocktail, I just want to take the shot and get, get it out of the way, and yeah. then I drink a bottle of water or whatever, and then I got my buzz. But <laughs> I'm, I'm kicking it. You know what I mean? I got you. I agree with I you. Gotcha. Yeah. So I feel you on that. But Nate, you know what? Hey, Do you? To each his own. Exactly. To each his own. You know what? Whatever floats your boat. Ty is financially savvy, says Chan. Yeah, there you go. Also, it says, catch me if you Ty's can. Ty's a scammer. <laughs> I do love that Ty, movie. Ty, Ty is Leonardo Catch DiCaprio. me if you can. He's like just, he just like jet setting all over the country <laughs> with like $20 in his He's pocket. He's an airline pilot by Monday. <laughs> uh, that's what, you know what he did? To pretend to be a student at multiple universities. And it worked. He was like in classes, hanging out, <laughs> hitting on chicks. They're like, so what, are you going to class today? He's like, I, girl, I don't go here. I'm just kicking it. <laughs> Yo, I'll go to cl- I went to class. I, I legitimately times. went to class a few times at UT. A couple times. With girls. <laughs> can we? I walk you to class. Go <laughs> on, sweetheart. Can we get to the headlines, please? Trending topics to start oh, your Thursday morning. Top Gun, rentals and lawn equipment bring you the top stories. We start with baseball, Houston Astros. Put an end to that Texas Rangers postseason winning streak last night and got themselves right back into the All-Texas American League Championship Series with an 8-5 win in Arlington. Houston jumped out to a 3-0 lead in the second, finally got a lead in the series thanks to a walk, a hit bat, and a wild pitch from Rangers starter Max Scherzer. Then with two outs in that frame, huge hit for Houston catcher Martin Maldonado at the bottom of the order. He delivered a two-run single through the left side. Jose Altuve then led off the third inning with his 25th career postseason home run. Mauricio Dubon drove in a run in the fourth. Jordan Alvarez added two more in the seventh. And the Astros get the 8-5 win. Houston right-hander Christian Javier, meanwhile, posted another strong October start. Held the Rangers to two runs on three hits over five and two-thirds. Lowered his career playoff ERA to 2.08. Only blemish was a two-run homer by the Texas third baseman Josh Young. In the fifth inning, the former Red Raider also had a second two-run bomb in the seventh to keep the Rangers in that ball game. Texas still leads the series two games to one. Game four is tonight. Globe Life Field. Andrew Heaney will start for the Rangers. Left-hander Jose Arquiti for Houston. 7:03. The first pitch. Phillies and Diamondbacks also play this afternoon out in the desert. It's game three of that series. Phillies currently lead it two games to none. Texas football now T-minus two days till the eighth-ranked Longhorns face Houston Cougars for the first time in 22 years. Last time Texas Houston played down in Houston, it was a junior named Rod Babers shutting down his side of the ball and uh, DBU. Chris Sims threw for 311 yards and three touchdowns. Texas beat the Cougars at Robertson Stadium 53-26. Saturday, Longhorns will face a 3-3 Houston team that won their first ever game as a member of the Big 12 on the final play. Hail Mary to beat West Virginia last Thursday night. Texas currently a 23.5 point favorite. College football last night, New Mexico State ripped UTEP 28-7 out in, in El Paso. In Huntsville, Florida International took down Sam Houston in overtime and a good one, 33-27. Week 7 of the NFL kicks off tonight in New Orleans. The 3-3 Saints hosting the 4-2 Two Jags of Jacksonville. Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence listed as questionable, suffered a knee sprain in their win over the Colts this past Sunday. He says he plans to play, though, uh, in that game. It starts just after 7 o'clock tonight. Trade in the NFL. Word that McCole Hardeman is headed back to Kansas City. The speedy wide receiver signed in free agency with the Jets last March, but 
Now the Jets have sent him back to KC in exchange of late-round draft picks. Basketball led Las Vegas Aces are the first WNBA team to ever repeat as champions in the league's 21-year history. They held on for a 70-69 win over the New York Liberty last night. Asia Wilson led the way with 24 points and 16 rebounds. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. But nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero-turn mowers this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Right, Once Roger. again, the uh, Astros prove they're road warriors, man. Best road record now in all of baseball if you combine their playoff wins. And they've won 17 of the last 20 on the road, six of the last seven at the Gilf in the regular season. And they seem to be at their best when they're on the road. Like, I, my theory is they just, they've been told now for the last two years, two, three years, they, that they're villains and everybody hates them. And they have psychologically kind of programmed themselves to respond to it. And at home, obviously they're not villains, they're loved and beloved. So that psychological programming doesn't help them at home. As a matter of fact, you can argue it hurts them because now they've almost uh, get gotten themselves in a certain mindset where they are at their best when they are villains and they're villains when they're away from home on the road and people hate the Astros these days. You should listen like to some like national uh or just oh, some yeah, sports talk radio shows when Astros are on. Oh man, they just they just pound them. And they, by the way, Astros deserve it. Not saying they don't deserve it. But my point is that's how they had to to deal with that. They had to build up their armor and their armor now so they can deal with it on social media and constantly getting battered with it, you know, with commentary from analysts is that you know what? We're gonna embrace the villainy. And now when people hate us, that will actually fuel us. And it, I think that's what it is. It's the only way I can explain it. Well, Dusty Baker explained it this way last night after the ball game. He was asked why they're so good on the road and so bad at home. I asked the team in spring training to be the best road team. Maybe I should have asked them to be the best road and home team. <laughs> See, there you go. Thanks, Dustin. Simple solution is always the best. Well, I'd say this for the for the whole cheating thing. Look, I, I mentioned this though, but two two Tuesdays ago, Frontline on PBS did a did a full hour and a half uh, documentary on the Astros and the cheating scandal and the success that they've had. It. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should go watch it. I mean, I it's the truth, but it's the unvarnished truth. It's 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 not the the cheating scandal was six years ago. Yeah, they've been to three World Series and one. Another, won another one since then. Uh, that's not the reason that they won the World Series in 2017. No, um, it was part of it, but um, you know they own it, and it's a fine to be the villain. But at the same time, people need to be rational about um, that. They, they, it's a great, you know, they it's a championship DNA organization. Fans be rational. What, what you say I understand. Hey, I get it. I get it. It's fair to say that nobody will ever respect any of those players ever again. Well, I, um, I don't, in the, I don't in the MLB, it. I mean, I, I have some sound. No, you don't. Know, like, there are a lot. No, I agree. They are. Like I said, I listen to a lot of players and fans and analysts. Comment. They that shows are truly hated. And they are. They and it's good. It's a good thing. I like it. I like it. They okay. confuse them. But I agree with E. You, that just because they cheated, they did cheat. By the way, uh, just because they cheated, that's not the reason for the success. No. They they it are helped. they they are like they the won games. They're like the Patriots. They had a di- they they're a dynastic and cheated. They're not dynastic because they cheated. Correct. Um, that's that's the, you know the I mean? okay. But they don't they don't make the, those world or win those first World Series without cheating. First one, 
Yeah, and then that starts. Then everybody was like, "Oh, people want to come play there." You get people in the bullpen and that yeah. want to be play right, for go a watch the frontline special, and then okay. we'll talk about it. Right. Because no, it, it's like I said, it's good to me. It's not about a hate thing for me. It's about sure a respect it thing. Okay. Well, I, like, you, I can't you know, respect that. I can't. So, so AJ people Hinch can't people in the game him. don't like, respect Justin Verlander, or don't respect. Jose Altuve, really? They don't respect the player I, that I he is. I don't respect Jose Altuve in the slightest. He's right, a cheater. Well. He's a little cheater. He's right. a little cheater. Well, and that 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 would be you. He's going to go straight to the Hall of Fame cheater. when he's five years and retired can, from Major League Baseball. Keep oh. hitting balls to the warning track all he wants. That cheater. is great. Yes, I, was saying, the I, don't, I don't think he'll go to the Hall of Fame for that. Oh, he I, will. Oh, he, well, oh, you don't think you think he's going to go to the Hall of Fame? He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. You can't have a buzzer on your on your he groin. Did, and that's been proven. Yeah. Has, like, has it been disproven? It's, it's more oh, like okay. it's, so a, can, it's a conspiracy theory. So because of that, I think he's okay. It's a conspiracy right. theory. Well, everybody in the Astros clubhouse, but once Mike Fires confirmed what was going on, it confirmed that Jose Altuve wasn't a part of it. Jose Altuve didn't want the advice, mm-hmm. uh, the the trash can stuff. I mean, again, that the, Jose Altuve was not one that wanted the 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 bangs. Um, there were certain players that were. It was run by Carlos Beltran, and now the Rangers, the uh, Red Sox manager Alex Cora. Were the orchestrators of the uh, the scandal, uh, and they're not even with the organization. Haven't been for years and years. Uh, but either way, yeah. uh, everyone has a right to their opinion. Can we go to Rod's rant of the day? Hey, that was a good rant. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. Yeah, see, pretty much the uh, the text line is split. <laughs> so, like, half people agree with Ty, and half well, agree with says, e. If cheating didn't help them win, then why would they do it? It's the reason they won games. In 2017, six years yes. ago, how have they kept winning? Are they still yeah, cheating? Exactly. It's like the Patriots. It's like, come on, man. You can't say the Patriots were winning because of Deflate Gate and Spy Gate. They've been in three for, for World Series years. since then. <laughs> Ten, and six, yeah. seven consecutive American League Championship Series. Yeah. They're not cheating right now. Yeah. Not that you I mean, come on. They're not, not that we cheating. know of. Oh, you All right, to- <laughs> so the Rangers are cheating, too. Okay, the Rangers are absolutely cheating. Corey Seager is absolutely <laughs> cheating. He's got a buzzer on his groin, and that's why he uh, might be the MVP of the American hey, League this if, year. if they were cheating and they won the World Series, I would hope that they would vacate that World Series. Okay, thank you, Ty. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, you can't just say things well, without— Well, you can't just cheat and then still have the World Series. Well, that's on Rod Manfred. That's on Manfred. That's on Manfred. We had those discussions. It's yeah. six years later, y'all. I know. He's still, and how, they're but, still winning. But look how, Yeah, I know. But look how passionate people are still about it, though. That's fine. And it's, I think that's the that's why people— All I'm asking is to be fair and re-rational. Yes. No, I'm with you. I, you know, Hey, I'm an Astros fan. I can see, like I said, they are— they. They're great and cheated. They're not great because they cheated. Thank you, Rod. That's I think that's that's where I'm willing to draw the line. But I get it. I get. It. I don't. I'm not. I don't disrespect or I don't necessarily discount anybody else's opinions on that because I get it. The cheating thing it hits people in a you know a very sentimental place. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the actually talk about the Texans for a little while. I know nobody gives a damn about the Texans, but uh, I want to every now and then I like to chart the progress of the Texans because they're playing so well. And we'll get obviously we got a bye week for the Texans and the Cowboys, so we'll be doing some deep dive into Texans and the Cowboys in the next uh, week or so. But have you been paying attention to the drastic improvements on offense and defense for the Texans? E, it's amazing. You realize the Texans have the, they're the seventh most explosive offense in the NFL. If you're looking at explosive plays, 
10 plus yard rushes, 20 plus yard uh, passes. It's, it's unbelievable. Like that right now, they are, and you could make the argument they are more explosive than the Dallas Cowboys offense, which I don't think we were, ready, nobody would have predicted that at the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, they're, they're really good. Or you can, or they're just as explosive, maybe you can say, as the Dallas Cowboys offense. Cowboys, I think, have uh, 35 explosives, Texans have 40. Um, which is pretty damn good. Uh, the Texans have, they were, in the tracking from last season, they were 27th in scoring defense last season. Um, they're ninth. They're top 10 this year. They were 29th in yards per carry uh, allowed last season, which was really bad. Um, it was 5.1 yards per carry. So basically, you get a first down run every, tw- every two times you ran the ball against the Texans. Um, they're 13th in 2023. Less than four yards per carry allowed. Uh, Texans defense allowed uh, seven points on average in the fourth quarter in 2022. That was 23rd in the NFL. Uh, now they allow four points in the fourth quarter. That's top five. Offensively, 27th in pass defense in 2022. Uh, pass offense, excuse me, in 2022. Seventh in 2023. 31st in third down conversion rates in 2022 at 30%. They are sixth. In 2023, in third down uh, conversion rate, they were 11th in uh, total points. Uh, they are 11th in total points, 14th in points per game, eighth in total offense, ninth in yards per game, uh, and they actually lead the league in rookie snaps on offense with 1,071. Pretty damn good. Remember yesterday we said they led the league in. Sorry, they're second in the league in most snaps by non-rookie quarterbacks. Only the Rams have more snaps by non-rookie quarterbacks. And you look at the leap by the defense, Texas uh, Texans defense, 11th in total defense, 9th in scoring defense. Uh, the Texans have scored also if we offensively 34 first, first quarter points. Uh, that is tied with Kansas City and Buffalo wow. for the sixth most. I mean, it, the turnaround has been remarkable. Now, they're not done, and they're not – I don't know if they're going to – well, maybe now that Anthony Richardson's out, you know, they got a chance to – Well, think about this, Rod. To when, win, when the Texans the division, when is. the Texans come out of their bye week, which the the Cowboys and Texans share the bye week this weekend, they'll be at Carolina, an zero six football team. That's a winnable game coming off your bye week, right? Oh yeah, even on the road. Uh, if they win that, they come back home to play Tampa and Baker Mayfield. That's a winnable game at home. And Houston's already beaten New Orleans, a winning team, mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh at home. Yeah. Then they go to Cincinnati in a big game. Then they come home for Arizona. It's a they, winnable game. They could be playing a game on November the 26th, right uh, around Thanksgiving, hosting Jacksonville in a game that might be in, in the conversation for playing in the w- within the division that could You're be right. a huge game. You're right, because they already got one win at Jacksonville. Yeah, they beat Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. And that I mean, what you're saying is, is pretty staggering how bad the Texans have been and how quickly D'Amico Ryan's and and you know CJ Stroud have turned things. They're they're a capable team, and they're three and three. Uh, but again, with Carolina, Tampa, Cincinnati, and Arizona, their next four. I know they That's could big. come out of the bye and go three and one and be sitting at you know six and four. I know, and they got Denver after that Jacksonville game. Yeah, and then the Jets. Damn, you're right. I mean, it's it's crazy. Look, they could be looking like, at like we're, we're talking about eight I mean, nine wins. All the numbers you're saying are like, and and they should as a young team get better. Uh, and get more capable. Um, that's you know that's that's pretty encouraging if you're a Houston fan that you're playing a last place schedule. 
And so it stacks up for you. The fact that you've already beaten a Pittsburgh team that you know is, is you know apparently a playoff team. You beat Jacksonville and Jacksonville. Yeah, should have had that Atlanta game. Should have had it. Yeah, that Atlanta right. game. You had the lead with a minute to play oh. and you couldn't finish it. Uh, they played one really bad game this year. That was against Indianapolis. So it is. It, it's it won't get a lot of national conversation about Houston, but obviously in the state of Texas, it's no. It's it shouldn't be unnoticed that the improvement of the Houston Texans and what they can if they have a good month coming out of the bye week, they could be in the mix to. To fight Jacksonville for the division. That's crazy. I, that is crazy because with yeah Anthony Richardson out with the Colts, and we don't know what Gardner Minshew is going to do, but I'm with you. I, I didn't expect that to be the case. And not only do they have a rookie quarterback who's playing at a really high level, uh, rookie head coach, rookie OC. I mean, it's just so many kind of first-year uh, you know players and coaches um, who are just still learning on the job pretty much. And you're starting to see them excel. So a lot of optimism down in H Town. Hey, let me ask you this, because you're you're you got Ohio roots, righty? Mm-hmm. Um, First eight years of my life. Th- there's a there's a stigma Rust about Belt baby. Yeah, right. There's a stigma about Ohio State quarterbacks. Is C.J. Stroud the best Ohio State quarterback since when to go into the NFL? Because when they get to the NFL, they have a reputation that they don't perform at the NFL level. Well, there's also the translate fact, well, look, well. I'll say this. Having watched Ohio State football my whole life, my father is a dyed-in-the-wool, passionate Ohio State fan, so I've grown up with it. Yeah. He's the best passer of the football that Ohio State's ever had. Period. Period. I mean, that, Unless you're talking Joe Burrow transferring. Yeah, Joe Burrow never <laughs> got to play. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Burrow yeah. would have been. <laughs> but, no, I mean, if you watch Ohio State, I mean, there's a reason. I mean, Justin Fields was not a great thrower of the football. He's a great mm-hmm. athlete playing quarterback. Yeah. Bra- uh, what, what uh, Braxton Miller. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was yeah. a pretty good player. Yeah. Um, but, you know, C.J. Stroud was at a different level th- as a passer um, and, and just a great quarterback. He was really good at Ohio State. Uh, set a lot of records. So, yeah, I mean, there there are myths that are factual, and then there's, you know, they the, the Ohio State's always had, you know, a lot of, lot of um, great athletes play quarterback and just great athlete, great, great players. But uh, C.J. Stroud was the most accomplished thrower and passer that the, the program's ever had. Uh, Looks so, like it. So, and, you know, you don't know once these guys get to the NFL how they're going to flourish, but I guess what I'd say is it's not surprising Justin Fields is struggling, right? Terrell Pryor was never a quarterback. He was mm-hmm. going to move to wide receiver. Those have been the quarterbacks have been more more great athletes than great quarterbacks. Yeah, I think C.J. Stroud was a high level quarterback at Ohio State. It, it seems like it. He is. Uh, I mean, he has blown uh, all the Texans fans away. He is way ahead of schedule. I mean, this guy. I played. We played the sound the audio last week of that potential game winning uh, touchdown. But it was a go ahead touchdown against the Falcons. He suggested and diagrammed and drew up the play. Didn't necessarily draw it up literally, um, but he came up with the go-ahead touchdown play to Dalton Schultz as a rookie. That's pretty impressive. Told the offensive coordinator, Sloick, hey, man, we should run this. And Sloick said, I agree. It's a good play. That's, uh, they got something special brewing down there in H-Town. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. Well, we'll see. Next month is big, right? And D'Amico Ryan's got to mm-hmm. keep improving that football team. Uh, by the way, Cowboys come out of their bye. We can play the Rams and the Eagles. So two pretty tough games coming out of their bye. Houston's got a couple winnable games coming out of theirs. We'll come back. When we do, we'll pick up these conversations. The uh, Ty E debate will continue. Also, some <laughs> bullish or BS. Text line is lit. Uh, <laughs> um, hook them up with Ian Rodby. Sports, the Horn. Astros back in the ALCS. Bats came alive last night, took an early lead. Christian Javier made it stand. That's 2-1 Rangers. Game four tonight. Right on the uh, 
cheating scandal debate that Ty and I had? Oh, yeah, man. Number of Astros players who are still on the roster who are on the team in 2017? How many? Three. Three? One of them is Justin Verlander, who mm. got there in the month of uh, September. Uh, played a month there and won a World Series. So two, actually, uh, on the roster right now. So uh, fair enough. If you don't want to respect Jose Altuve, that's fine. You can always help. And then Alex Bregman, well, that's fine. But uh, I want to respect Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker and Michael Brantley and the other Astros that have continued to win. Oh, I like uh, I like Jordan. Okay. Well, I would walk him literally every time. I don't but, know why but, I but all him, evidence but. shows that Jose Altuve didn't participate in the trash can stuff. So he why did. didn't they let him take off his jersey? <laughs> okay, but that's such a – he said why. Uh, but it, that, because what did, what did he say? He said his wife – because they, 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 they took his jersey off earlier mm. in the season and he doesn't wear an undershirt and his <laughs> wife got mad at him is what he said. So, Come on. All right, well, that's, that's definitive proof, Ty. Definitive That's definitive proof. proof it, him just coming up with that excuse. It it I, I it it is it does sound like a weird excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, I've always thought that. I was like, "That's a weird excuse," but it's it's a, it's his reason. Yeah. I mean, but, I wouldn't if I was that small. So, too, so is he, wear, is he I wearing mean, a buzzard still? He batted three fifteen this year. He's exactly. still hit thirty home runs. Exactly. I mean, like, come on. The, the The proof is in the continued success. I'm not. I know. Yeah, they're, and they're good. Par- they're all good players. But I'm just saying, like, once you cheat, it's like Barry Bonds. The, the texter said earlier, like he took steroids 30 years ago, and people are still talking about it, calling him a cheater. And he's right. not in the Hall of Fame, yeah. and even though he technically is the all-time no, home the, run leader. The, the slut at your high school, at your high school reunion, people still think she's a slut. She's a mother of three. She's like, yeah, she's working. She's working a corporate job. It's like, oh yeah, she was a slut. It's like that was 30 years and ago. It's, and it's not that? like I don't have the same feelings towards the Yankees and the Red Sox yeah. who were caught for like, doing the same exact thing. It's like, hard you're, to if, once you're a yeah. cheater, you're always a cheater. In my it, mind. Yeah. If it's the hard. Rangers got caught, yeah, it's hard to change. I, I would, opinion. I would feel the same exact way. It's not about the Astros. It's about the principal. Okay. <laughs> take away that World Series. Y'all got the other one. Just take that one away. Vacate it. Well, <laughs> and I wouldn't have been against that. And I argued for that when it happened. There you go. Same time, why didn't baseball uh, investigate further beyond the Astros? Because well, it's a bad look for baseball. Because the entire league would yeah. have been under investigation, and they would have had to vacate the entire league because everyone was doing it. Yeah, definitely more than the more, more teams than the Astros. Everyone was. Yeah. Baseball <laughs> was slow to react to technology and how baseball clubhouses were using technology ahead of baseball getting behind it. So yes, the Astros did it, but. So were the Dodgers, so were the Yankees, so were the Red Sox. It was all proven. So why didn't they vacate? Why didn't they go further? Because it would indict the entire league. Um, doesn't minimize what the Astros were caught doing and were, were proven. Mike Fires uh, blew the whistle, and oh, that's fair. That but at the same time, you can't say one thing without saying the other. Um, it's like saying Barry Bonds was using steroids. Well, 85 to 90% of the league were using steroids at the time. Yeah, and before he took steroids, he was really good before that. Yes, he was. I think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. I, I've said I, that many times. I think Roger Clemens yeah. should be in the Hall of Fame. I think all the players from the steroid era should be in the Hall of Fame. I think the Hall of Fame should have a, have a, a huge display and a wing that talks about the steroid era to tell the story of baseball. You can't tell the story of baseball without telling that. You can call it a blight. You can call it an asterisk. You can call it what you want, but it happened. And baseball allowed it to happen mm-hmm. and encouraged it to happen. So yep. you can't then pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You have to tell the story. But if you're going to tell the Astros story and make them the villains, that's fine. But tell the whole story. Uh, tell the the, yeah. the the entirety of it. Uh, Yankees were doing the exact same thing. And the Yankees got punished before the Astros did. Um, you know, so, again, that's all. that. But it doesn't minimize that they've kept winning. Yeah. Yankees haven't kept winning, Rod. That's the big thing. Red Sox haven't kept winning. Yeah, like I, I'm, 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 I will say it. The Astros are a very well-run organization, and they've had sustained success. But I, that has nothing to do with my point. Fine, mm-hmm. fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Like, you... I, I, I'll, I'll admit it. 
Two players. Good organization. Yeah, and I'm not saying they're cheating now. I'm just, I don't even know how we started this conversation. This we started point. the conversation because I said that they're, they're a road team. They're good on the road because they, they've embraced their uh, villainy. Yes, yes. And That's true. They're villains and they're hated. And this proves my point. <laughs> they're still really hated so, across a, the country. And I will admit that typically I don't get caught up in emotional arguments, but I do get emotional about the Astros because that's my favorite team. Yeah. It's not fair to the players who weren't on that team. It's not, it's not. Yeah, but if you're going to if you're going to embrace that identity, like yeah, Rod said, exactly. And I'm fine with it, but yeah. but it's not fair. But respect, it is the reality. Well, but you, but yeah. okay, because Ty says emotional things too. Well, I don't respect any of those players. We don't respect Jordan Alvarez. I just I, Jordan I, Alvarez I, has nothing to do with this. Kyle Tucker has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two players on the roster were on the team in 2017. Two. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, but, but so don't. I understand they shouldn't all be. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, is you should respect Dusty Baker and the winning and the organization, that's and that's why I said you go go watch the Frontline episode on PBS. You can watch it online if you want. It tells what I think is the pretty unvarnished truth. It doesn't paint Astros in a good light, but at the same time, it tells the entire story about what was going on in baseball at the time, uh, how the Astros were a part of the bigger machine, all of that, and that's mm. that's the fair part of it. But at the same time, I understand how fans are. Rod, you said it earlier. Expect fans not to be emotional and, and yeah. irrational. That's not going to happen. Same time, let's be fair and tell the whole story. And give credit where credit is due when it's due. And I like, like I, I mean, you sit, I sit there every morning, Ty, and you hear me. I give the Rangers a ton of credit for what they've done with their organization to get it turned. They were a hundred loss team two years ago, and now they're two wins from the World Series. That's pretty damn impressive. Am I? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're cheating. I think they're doing a hell of a job. Uh, that's that's uh, where credit is due, and that's why this is a great series. And now the Astros are back in it. Thank you, Christian Javier. <laughs> Thank no, you, Max Scherzer. Yeah, and uh, no, I I, right. I, I saw that one coming. I see, I see, I see both sides. I do. I see both sides. That's why the Astros got to keep winning, because as soon as they stop winning, that narrative that I ties do think that has been fuel. The, I do think for guys like Altuve yeah. and Bregman, you got to keep winning. Man. That has been absolute fuel, and it's a big part of it that they wanted. They they, they can never run away from it. They can never hide mm-hmm. it. There's always a scarlet letter, without a doubt. No question. Same time, the more you win on top of it. People, the more people yeah, respect. It's like it. the Patriots, they're like, you know what? Forget about. It. Yeah, they cheated, but that's not the reason they were that dominant. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what? <laughs> I mean, the Patriots absolutely cheated, without a doubt, just like the Astros did. Yeah. Absolutely, they were stealing signs. They were videoing signs. Same thing, yep. using technology to gain an edge. Nobody's, nobody's throwing it on Brady's legacy yeah, right Tom now. Brady doesn't. Nobody's it, hating on Brady right now because of that because they kept winning. I mean, people hate on Brady all the time. Well, they, well not because of that though. Not because the of the cheating of stuff time. though. No, nah, but no, they the don't. Late gate. Not really. There was always something. because he went to to the Bucks and won one without Belichick without them. So people have pretty much I, just from what I've listened to, maybe you have to listen to different stuff. They don't bring up that hating on Brady. Well, he, as yeah, much. He, when he was with the Patriots, it was kind of like the Astros where he was the heel, and then with yeah. the Bucks, it was like a. Fre- it's kind of like when LeBron went back to Cleveland for Miami. It was like, oh, not that he was ever cheating, but this that move kind of changed the perception of the player in people's minds, or at least in my mind. Like oh, yeah. I hated Tom no, Brady right. when he was with the Patriots. With the Bucks, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I kind of, I'm kind of rooting for him. I'm rooting for the old man. I like the story. But you either die a hero or you live long enough to become a villain. That's just the truth. Steph Curry, That's a great quote. Steph from Dark Curry Knight. is a great example of that yes. too. Yes, it, it, exactly. It just it's a matter of time. Look at Mac Brown. It's only a matter of time before people start vilifying you. And it's like, what do I do? It's like, well, honestly, like what Lou Holtz already said: the every year that you're around, you lose like 10 percent <laughs> of your following and your support. You, sometimes you stay around too long. 
team and people and you stay at the top too long and most people start to hate you more than they support you. you yeah, know? I remember when the Astros were first oh, like the first good everybody the, loved them. They're the darlings yeah, of, was, of baseball. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. It always that's sports. Yep. It says find someone that defends you like E defends the Astros. There you go. <laughs> it says Hogan is part of the reason I hate the Astros. Their fans are so arrogant. I grew up with this whole lot of Houston people. They drive me nuts with arrogance. I'm not arrogant. I'm just saying the winning has continued. How did the Astros grow up arrogant? They weren't good. They weren't yeah, that good. I mean, they weren't that especially good. Especially if you live through 600 lost seasons. In I was going to say, they it's, were really bad when I was coming up. But, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Terrible. great anyway. Terrible. <laughs> um, this said, shouldn't let homers host radio shows. Love that. <laughs> 25 years now, Ron. Oh, man. Yeah. Homers? Uh, Astros just found another way to cheat. They, See? Exactly. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Like, like I said, they keep winning, and then this narrative will—I think it'll shift, or you could share. But Ty's right; they'll. T- some people always just consider sure. them cheaters. That's it. It's the way the way it goes. Understood. That's the price. But I will still pay. make the argument for to defend it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's within my purview too. Tom Shady and Bella Bella cheat. It's all right. You'll, <laughs> you'll have a lot of time to think about it in fifty-four outs. Ooh. You know the series is going Ow. seven, right? It's okay. I, told you I mean, the y'all are comfortable. I wanted to go six, and I want to go to that game. <laughs> Don't touch yeah, me. he wants uh, to go six. Like, I'm not, I, obviously, I want the Rangers to win the next two games, but if they lose one, I will. I will not be. Game four is tonight, seven oh three. It's going to be uh, yeah. Jose Urquidy if it's, facing Andrew Heaney. If it ends up tied up two two, though, woo, man, that that, that would be big. dangerous for the Rangers. Tonight's a big ball game. If they end up tying it up. All right, we'll get back to the uh, must see games of the weekend. There are some big ones. Top six matchup in college football. Five and one versus five and one in the NFL. Uh, will we find out on Sunday night? Just who? I mean, how good are the Dolphins? How good are the Eagles? I think that's a big debate we can get to because neither team has uh, beaten anybody really good yet in their schedule. So we'll talk about that. Uh, get to the other big stories coming back though. Bullish or BS on a Thursday morning? It took them up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. One zero one nine AM twelve sixty. The Horn. Coming up uh, next hour, we'll get back into Texas and Houston Big 12 football. Houston headed to the third ward. The third ward, Rod. H-Town, baby. Mm-hmm. You, you grew up not far from there. Uh, Yeah, South Park. South, South Park? Vegas, about five, ten minutes right down Scott to go to the third ward. I'll continue to tell you, mm-hmm. folks, if you're going to Houston for the game, get there early. Get there early. That's going to be a mess parking. That, uh, that area of Houston not built for big crowds, and it'll – You'll have their biggest crowd of the year, 40,000 will be on hand. It's going to be a mess, and Mm -hmm. they really don't handle that very well down to Houston. Just going to tell you that. Uh, Some of that French fried chicken, too, is pretty good. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, get there early. Maybe maybe Uber over, you know, one of those kind of things. Oh, yeah. Stay downtown and Uber down there. Get on the train. You can take a train down there, too, right? I know. I've seen that, and I've never been on that damn train, but I've seen the train. Been there for a while, too. I just never rode it. You can do that. Yeah. You could do it. Hey, Rod, bullish your BS time. And uh, brought to you by friends from the Austin Gamblers. Remember, Ooh, J.J. Gotcha with us. Good luck to yeah. the Gamblers. They're going to be in Vegas this weekend for the PBR Team Series playoffs and championship. As J.J. told us yesterday, they, they because they won the regular season crown, the uh, Austin Gamblers, they'll be off on Friday to get the bye. Mm-hmm. They'll go be competing on Saturday and Sunday for the championship. You can watch all of that on CBS Sports Net. Nice. I like that. Saturday and Sunday. Good luck to the Gamblers. You think he's still got some open spots on that? 
That plane? He you did. Missed, he you said missed that. the plane. You missed the plane yesterday. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Uh, he, I mean, he, he, he had the invite out there. Oh, yeah, because Ty. It's see? Right. It's okay, my man. This is how Ty ends up jet-setting around the country. He doesn't Ty turn down. His way. He doesn't turn down an invitation. Even if it's like an empty one, you're like, you know what? You're invited, even though you don't mean it. Ty will, be like, Ty will take that invitation. Do I'll, not. I'll hit you up, Dave. Yeah, exactly. Don't be like, hey, Ty, you, you're invited to come. Ty will come. He'll be there. Really intriguing game no, this weekend, Rod. I'm, uh, so bullish or BS? Are you more bullish on Penn State or more bullish on Ohio State? And the reason I say it that way is that neither team has really played anybody. Penn State's best wins over West Virginia mm-hmm. to start the season. They've beaten Delaware, Illinois, Iowa, Northwestern, and UMass. So not exactly a murderer's row. I know. Can um, we trust James Franklin in a big game? That's what it comes down to because James Franklin has not proven to be a big game coach. He's proven to be a damn good coach, but big game coach, no. And this now, is a big game. He usually loses. Ohio State, uh, hard to be bullish on them either because they've played Indiana, Youngstown State, Western Kentucky. They did beat Notre Dame in that game when Notre Dame had 10 men on the field. Maryland and Purdue are their victories. So are you leaning Buckeyes because James Franklin's not a big game coach? Is that kind of what I'm hearing here? That's kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning Ohio State just because I don't trust James Franklin in big games yet. What's the last big game he won? Fair, Fair point. Right, um, Drew Aller, though, I like this quarterback. The Penn State Nittany Lions do, do sport the number one defense in the country they, right they, now. They, they seem like right now they're the better team. Yep. But I said my only thing is I can't remember the last big game. Until you see it, you can't buy it. Yeah. I would also say for the biggest game in the NFL this weekend, same kind of thing. Miami plays at Philadelphia. That, that feels like kind of must-see TV. Oh, yeah, that's nice. But when you look into the numbers, the Dolphins have beaten the one-win Patriots, the one-win Broncos, the one-win Giants, and the zero-win Carolina Panthers. And I just beat them. Like, but they're running up them. big numbers on those they were teams. big numbers. Their one loss was at Buffalo, and they lost by 28. They also beat the Chargers. Philadelphia, though, as Ty pointed out, hasn't beaten much of anybody either. Uh, their wins have come against bad teams. I'm intrigued by that game because it feels like that feels like a playoff game to me. I mean, it's not, but at the same time, it just feels like are mm-hmm. the Dolphins ready for the physicality of what the Eagles do on the lines of scrimmage? Are they ready for the physicality of their offense and their defensive line? Um, and is two are ready to uh, step up on a primetime game. Got to see that. That's 720 on Sunday night. That's a heck of a ball game. Yeah, I, listen, the Philadelphia Eagles are, are going to be a really good matchup and a really bad matchup defensively against Miami for two different reasons. Their pass rush still one of the best in the NFL, and they're deep, so they can get after Tua. But remember, Mike McDaniel came in and designed that offense specifically to keep Tua clean. Their big issue was they want to get the ball vertically downfield and take shots down the field, but that takes time, and time is going to endanger their quarterback, who is fragile. So how do you solve it? Lots and lots and lots of motion to get his really fast guys on the move so when the ball is already snapped, they got a running start. And it actually has helped him a little bit. It get, helps him with leverage and angles. And imagine Tyreek Hill with a you know three-yard running start, what they call that cheat motion. That's been one of his secrets, and it's worked out really well for them. That'll be the key in this game. Can the, the Philadelphia Eagles get to him? Because nobody's been able to really get to him consistently this year before the ball's out. All right, those are your two biggest yeah. games of the college and pro football oh, by weekend. Oh, Jalen Ramsey, I believe, is Is he back. coming back? He's practicing. I don't know if he's going to play. Of course, they traded from the But Jalen Ramsey is back, with, back practicing with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. That would help. Uh, there are other big games in college football, Rod. The top 25 matchups include USC-Utah. Didn't Utah punk them twice last year? Yeah, and it's Kevin Rising still not back with Utah, is he? No, he's not. Man, when he comes back, Utah's going to be – they're going to spoil it for somebody. I don't know. Maybe they can kind of finagle their way into right. the Pac-12 title game. Not sure, but – 
Tennessee and Alabama is a big game on Saturday. Duke, Florida State is a top 16 matchup. Duke, that one loss was a heartbreaker to Notre Dame where they'd be 6-0. and That'd be a top 10 matchup if they hadn't given up that uh, – Fourth and sixteen to the to the Irish mm. in that one. So big games. Uh, bullish or BS, Rob? What do you have? Uh, bullish or BS? The Chiefs, which I told you they were going to make a trade for a wide receiver, Nicole Hardman. Traded for Nicole Hardman. Bullish or BS? Uh, this is going to make an impact. Uh, the Jets actually they traded. You mentioned this in your update. Uh, traded Nicole Hardman and a twenty twenty five seventh round pick in exchange for a twenty twenty five sixth round pick. Bullish or BS? This will move the needle. Um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Sad part is it's it's how bad their receiving core is. It's an upgrade for them. It's terrible. Their receiving core is bad. <laughs> it's, it's someone really bad. who, but that's that's the, that's the commentary on how bad their receiving core is. That, that getting Miko Hardeman uh, away from the Jets is a, is a, an upgrade. It is. But he knows the offense. Patrick Mahomes knows him. I think that's the biggest thing right now. Right, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback who right now doesn't trust his receivers. He doesn't know who's going to run the route right. He doesn't know who's going to catch the ball when he throws it to him. Outside of Travis Kelsey, he doesn't really trust anybody. Yeah, I agree with that. I would think Jarek McKinnon, his running back, would be his second most trusted target when he drops back to throw. He doesn't trust Sky Moore. He doesn't trust Kadarius Toney. They like some of the young guys they have. And that's like never Justin good, Rob, Ross when your quarterback and... is is Rashid, what's his name? The kid? Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice from SMU yeah. might be the guy he... But he drops the he ball drops more than anybody. Lot. Yeah, he's got a high drop rate. I think it's funny going back to uh, I think it was Salah's comments in the offseason when they got Hardman. He said we're gonna we're gonna use him a lot more than just a jet sweep guy. And mm. I don't think he ever suited up in a regular season game <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the Jets. So I guess he was he was just a jet sweep guy in the end. They couldn't uh, find a role for guess, him. Yes, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Kansas City offense. Uh, you know, if Andy Reid can maximize you, I don't know if anybody can. NFL Week 7 does kick off tonight in New Orleans. Jacksonville at the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans. We'll see. Saints have the fifth-ranked defense in the in the league against maybe an iffy Trevor Lawrence in that game. Big issue for big uh, big jump forward for, for Jacksonville, Rod. The last couple of games have been Travis Etienne, yes. the running back. He's got uh, over 260 yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns in his last two games. He's the guy to watch tonight. But... Uh, do have NFL football. Got some college football tonight as well. High school football tonight and certainly baseball. Astros, Rangers, game four. We're coming back. We'll recap game three. Astros get a win. Get back in the series. Get our headlines. Rod will take us behind the burnt orange curtain. we got a lot to do on a Thursday into the weekend on Hook'em Up.